1: You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction.
0: And
2: now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh.
2: Erin Addison's.
1: On American Family Radio, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. And we'll see if we can not get to some phone calls at the end of the show. As much as I hate to do it, I, I'm going to have to... In, um, Issue another disclaimer for today's discussion um, because of the nature of what we're going to talk about. Um, but <sighs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> man,
1: <sighs> yes, okay, tired it's all taking, just kind of
2: tired of taking L's. <laughs> take losses.
1: take a, a, a little breath here and get through this in the way that we do. Will yeah. the great and and is to always bring um, our brothers and sisters back to the word of God as a straight edge and to um, view everything, everything that's going on in culture to view that through a biblical lens and to ask the right questions about what we see happening around us. And um, I think that that is so vitally important for us to do. And it is something that is so lost in the culture. In fact, you know, when we talk about these studies that suggest or just state outrightly that, you know, Americans, Mm -hmm. Christians,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not making those synonyms, but I mean, the numbers are pretty close that Christians don't have a biblical worldview, just as Americans don't have a Mm -hmm. biblical worldview. Um, there's not the belief that there is absolute truth, right? Um, Mm. the exclusive claims of the scriptures have been largely rejected, even among Christians. Right. Right. Professing Christians. Right. Um, Having said that, let me just make sure that if you're listening with a younger audience or if you usually would listen to this podcast with someone who is younger and this information would be disturbing or, and I hate to even say it, would would rob them of their innocence. You're not going to want to listen to this show, Um, but we will discuss uh, what is new information with Jerry Falwell Jr. And we'll tell you the reason we're talking about it. And... I hope that that's not lost on um, just how salacious the story is because it is one of those stories that could seem like um, it's just something to talk about. You know what I mean? Like Mm. it's just something that just kind of draws you in. It's a story for the curious. It's a story for um, the gossips and and the slanderers. You know what I mean? It is that type of story. But we don't at all talk about this for that. In fact, it's with great grief that we talk about this because God still cares about his name. Okay. Amen. Like, God still cares about his glory. It still matters to God if his name is blasphemed among non believers. That's right. Right. Yeah. And we as Christians, man, and it, it should really sober us. <laughs> we're so, man, we're so not worthy, you know, <laughs> we're so not worthy. Um, and, and this, you know, we're not worthy with the tasks that we have been tasked with. Mm -hmm. That is the, the carrying of the name of the Lord, Mm -hmm. right. And understanding that our very conduct, not just what we say, Mm -hmm. but our very conduct preaches to a, to an onlooking world. Okay. People who are looking at us and they're saying, okay, you guys are Christians. Let's see what this is all about. Is your God real? (laughs) Does he really do what he says he can do? I mean, because you make great boasts about holiness and righteousness, and Mm -hmm. you make great boasts about your distinctions and being Christians. But I mean, is it real? Yeah can can it can it really be so? And we're going to see in the scriptures that yeah, it absolutely is real. Mm -hmm. and, And because it is real, we have parameters in the scriptures that apply to all believers. Amen. It doesn't matter what your status is. Like there's, and that's, man, that's why the Apostle Paul is like. When he's talking about other apostles to the Galatians, he's like, whatever <laughs> they were, doesn't matter to me. Right. God shows no partiality. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like you, you are a person. And as a Christian, you have been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so your access to the kingdom is the same access that I have. That says your doorway to the kingdom is the same doorway that I have. There's no there's no special elevator for people who have certain last names. Right. There's no special pass. You, you you understand what I'm saying? I mean listen, I'm 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 beside myself because we need to understand that God still cares about his glory and we're losing. We're losing in culture. And this is what like well, when you say I'm tired of taking L's, it's like yeah. the loss is not ours, it's not our personal loss in the sense of Well, I'm calling myself a Christian. You're making me look back. No, the loss is that the name of the Lord is on the line and we are the carriers of that name. We are bearing that name to the culture. I mean, (laughs) so here is the story. All right, so um, what I have done Mm -hmm. is I have taken three articles and I have read them completely. And I, I believe, and again, Let me just say that there will be more information that will come out and some of this, excuse me, will still be up for debate. People will say, I believe this or I don't believe this, right? Um, What I have done, which I think is fair to do, is to try to, (laughs) this sounds so basic, but I think it's fair to try to understand, right, Mm -hmm. Um, as much as you can understand based on the details that have been presented. So I've taken three stories um, that discuss this latest information with Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife, okay, um, that's come to the surface. <laughs> and um, and based on these three stories, I have arrived at what I think is presented, honestly. Like, yeah. I think when you when you take the information from the three of the stories, and I'll make my case today... Um, I, th- I think that there is some clear information that cannot be denied, okay? That cannot be denied. Yeah. Um, I'm only going to <laughs> set up the facts so that you know what we're talking about. But the majority of the time in the next segment will be spent talking about how we view this as Christians and why we care. Why we care. Um, it's not because it is a celebrity headline story. Right. Because remember, whatever they are makes no difference to me. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to keep going back to that. Whatever. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your name is. You are a Christian. You have come to the cross at the cross as I've come to the cross. I, I don't care what your name is. I don't care what you do for a living. We don't have celebrity Christians in so much as they have special protections and can operate outside of the parameters of the scriptures. No, no one can. No one can. right? So again, whoever they are makes no difference to me. <laughs> right. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Right. I don't care. Right. Right. You know, I'm going to tell you what I care about. I'm going to tell you what I care about. I care about the name of the Lord. Amen. And I care about the glory of that name. Yeah. And I care about what we have been entrusted with as Christians, because we can get all day all beside ourselves and look at what is going on in the real battle that we're in. When We talk about homosexuality, the attack on God's stated order for the family, the attack on human sexuality, the attack on sexual identity. We talk about those things all day and people will say, oh, you just have one note. Well, if we do just have one note, it is scripture. Sustain that. It's scripture. (laughs) It's the word of God. That's our straight edge, right? Mm -hmm. And so then that means that everything that is contained in scripture, we're going to apply that to daily living, right? So when you have a Christian when you have a brother and sister in the faith, with whom many, many, many people are acquainted and familiar, yeah. okay. And this is exactly what the enemy does. He he likes to he likes to. Um, it's like I, I have this picture of like being in the in the uh, barber shop or the beauty salon. He likes to pump on that that little lever the that chair, raises the, the chair. chair yeah. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, it's like, man, you know, raise yeah. him up a little higher. Mm-hmm. And then, and you just keep going. And why is he? Because then at the height, when, everyone, when so many people can mm. see you, right? Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to just, boom, quick release. Boom, just fall. Just mm. fall. And in Christianity, we are so enamored with celebrity. Yeah. And you see, man, all throughout the scriptures, the apostle Paul is like, okay, you're saying that you follow Apollos and you follow you follow Cephas. Come on, what, what are you doing? What? Right, right. Look, None of those people died for you. Right. But we have made this a thing because we need to kind of have like a Christian version of secular culture. (laughs) So we have celebrities within, you know, Christendom. Mm. All right. So here is the story. Jerry Falwell Jr. has come forward and said that his wife, he says eight years ago, um, had an affair with a pool boy who was um, at the time and uh, In two of the stories, they list the man's age. He's currently 29. Uh, One of the stories says he was 21 at the time. Another story says he was 20. Um, The story, in a nutshell, is that uh, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife had a sexual affair with a man um, that they were working with and that they were, uh, quote-unquote, business partners with. All right, so they had entered into some sort of business agreement to open um, a, a hostel or something like that, a, a some type of shelter for at-risk teens or something, mm-hmm. which I read some reports that said it was gay-friendly, you know, all of these things. I mean, there's that's not so much what I want to focus on, although I, I do think that there's room for questions there. Um, initially, Jerry Falwell Jr. denied that his wife had an affair eight years ago, although the person who is coming forward, who is now 29, who was at the time 20 or 21, who met the Falwells as a pool boy, um, but then entered into a business relationship with them. He says the relationship lasted for eight years. Did Mm. not happen eight years ago.
2: Right. He says the
1: relationship was ongoing. (laughs) And here is what... Oh, man. And this man says that his relationship was not limited to Falwell Jr.'s wife. This man says that Jerry Falwell Jr. was involved in the affair that he had with his wife because he wanted to be a spectator. (laughs) Now, listen to me. And I, I say this, man. I say this with great sobriety here. Okay, um, when someone comes forward and says, "My wife had an affair eight years ago," and from the beginning says something in which I was not involved, I'm sorry, you you have said something that is not natural Hmm. to an admission. That's true. If I have an affair, people automatically assume Will is not involved. Otherwise it's not an affair.
2: So he's, he already admitted.
1: So if you preemptively say, listen, this is my background guys. This is what, this is what I read for. Okay. So if you preemptively say, quote, in part here, quote, from Jerry Falwell Jr. Becky had an inappropriate personal relationship with this person, something in which I was not involved. It was nonetheless very upsetting to learn about, end quote. Then what you have done is you have called into question whether or not you were involved because Mm. people confessing (laughs) affairs of other people in their lives do not say, and I'm not a part of it, Because no one assumes that from the jump.
2: Right. Right.
1: So this man, who has brought forward the accusation, says that Jerry Falwell Jr. was involved. Reuters has also said that they have the screenshots that this man submitted to them, Mm -hmm. which (laughs) clearly show the wife in an inappropriate presentation. I'm trying to be very careful.
2: Yeah.
1: With Jerry Falwell Jr. off in the background (laughs) looking in the door. Now do you think think Reuters is going to lie about that? That they have that information in their possession and that's why they published the story? I'm going to point out something else about this story that is important and then we're going to turn to the word of God, our only hope. Man. This is what this is what we fall on, Erin the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians in his first letter, 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, you know, and then as we progress and we move to chapter 6, you know, it's, it's not just meant um, to condemn homosexuality, mm-hmm. right? It's a whole, it's, it's, it's a whole passage. It's, a, it's an entire letter that is to be taken and that is to be consumed, not just for the things that we like, right? But for the things that all of us become uncomfortable when we read. Yeah. The word of God slices down the middle. Right. (laughs) I mean, there's nobody who walks out and says, oh, well, that was a good message. Mm. (laughs) The word of God is powerful and effective. Everybody needs to walk out like affected by it. Yes. Like everybody needs to you know, when you hear the word of God taught, if the word of God is in fact taught, you walk out with not a whole lot of room to like, you know, (laughs) just be like, well, I'm glad so and so was here today. (laughs) <laughs> right. Because the word of God is supposed to be searching you as you Amen. hear it. Amen. Too often Amen. we have found a way to sort of compartmentalize what we hear where it's just like, oh, that was such a good word for so and so. Not thinking of ourselves, like not thinking of the word coming first. We we to hear us, it. Right. To us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Apostle Paul wrote in First Corinthians chapter five, mm-hmm. um, he says, it's actually reported that there <laughs> is sexual am- sexual immorality among you and of the kind that is not tolerated even among pagans man. for a man has his father's wife and you are arrogant. Ought mm. you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. Let him who has done this be removed from among you. What's interesting about this. And as you go on, you'll, you'll see the apostle Paul is like, I'm not even there, but I'm, I'm already telling you what needs right. to happen. Right. Right. And so like right now we've got we've got like a liberty board that's kind of like trying pray for us. We still are trying to decide. We don't know mm-hmm. what we're gonna do here. We don't know what we're gonna. The word of God, the integrity of the word of God, and the authority of the word of God is online, is on the line right now, I should say. So so you've got like over hundred thousand students Man. who are getting a Christian education based on the principles of what? on the word okay then use it yeah then 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 employ it here because and as we, i'm man i'm going to continue here through first corinthians 5 but then when you look at repeatedly um the apostle peter the apostle paul to titus when he left him in crete one of the things that you see in the scriptures when you search the scriptures and you read the scriptures and you come to understand that our personal holiness is not just about us personally Right? right? It is not. That that in in some ways I mean it's it's it, it has a dual meaning here. Yeah. Our personal holiness is not just personal, it is very public and it affects the entire body of Christ. And let's go a step further here. It affects the name of God and the integrity of the scriptures that we preach, that we teach. When we compel men and we use the authority of the scriptures, if we live in violation of those scriptures, then we render them null and void to the person who's looking and listening. So what we have to do is we have to be fair. And what do I mean by that? I'm not, I'm not one scripture for you. One, two <laughs> scriptures. I'm, I'm saying we have to apply the word of God across the board. So in Corinthians they're like boasting, whatever that even looks like. It's like, you know, where, you know, they they're living like Corinthians. Man. All right. And, and the apostle Paul is like, no, he's got to go. Yeah. Um, in verse six, he says, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? This stuff is going to work through your midst. It's, it's got to go. Yep. It's, it's going to spray. It's got to go. Get mm-hmm. him. Get, he's, he's got. Get him out of here. Right. And verse nine, he says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or the swindlers or the idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. <laughs> right. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother mm. if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, a reviler, a drunkard, or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. What are you praying about? What do you, what do you, the word of God has spoken.
2: Yeah, it's, it's evident. It's and the evident.
1: accusation, the accusation is that as recently as 2018, mm-hmm. this information, this screenshot mm-hmm. was submitted to Reuters.
2: Yeah. You know, Mika, so this, I, I, but I think when ahead, you're Will. dealing with what you were talking about in the first segment about the whole, uh, celebrity element of it and. You know, when one thing is on, like when one person is kind of elevated to a certain point, I think that that weighs into the decision. Like we what are we going to do? Because, yeah. you know, a lot has been placed upon that one individual who have been who has been propped up like that barber chair,
1: mm-hmm. you know, over yep. time. Yep.
2: And then the fall, you know. So and then the fall. Yeah.
1: And so what what I'm what I'm saying is this. Um, the word of God has spoken. And since we all come to Christ by the same means, right, there's there's no special entry point where you can go around the scriptures. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The Apostle Paul is saying, look, you know, (laughs) I've already judged this situation. Mm -hmm. All right. Verse three, he says, for though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. No, no, uh, Paul, you need a, you need a, you need a board. <laughs> Does you need to not, Get people together, Paul. like, don't, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Hmm. You're talking, this is, we've gone beyond, and and by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the new information that is out with Jerry Falwell Jr. That, um. and a disclaimer here, this is not suitable for young ears, okay? Where there has been the admission that his wife had an affair, he says, eight years ago. Um. The person who is saying that they, that he had an affair. He says he had <laughs> the accuser describes it as a relationship with the Fall Wells. Mm-hmm. Okay? With the Fall Wells. And we'll put links in the stories here. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not out to be sensational just for sensational sake. So I'll put links so you can go and read the stories for yourselves. And and, and let me just also tell you this too. I recommend that if you're going to read the stories that you ask the Lord to guard your mind and to guard your heart as you have to read it. Yeah. If you choose to read it, this person who has accused the Falwell's is saying that as recently as 2018. So this is not a eight years ago. My wife had an affair. And remember, I already said in the first segment, Jerry Falwell Jr. Coming forward was after he first sent a statement to a news outlet saying through, through his attorney that everything that he's been accused of is absolutely false. Well, then he turns around and says, okay, my wife had an affair. I was not involved. <laughs> Which I got to tell you, if <laughs> that's a poor show of leadership to throw your wife under the bus and say, look, I got to prote- protect the name. Got to protect the university. You're going to have to take the fall for this. When she was not alone,
2: mm.
1: all right, we have parameters here, and this is what we need to understand. This is so so for Jerry Falwell Jr. I mean, this has gone from bad to worse, yeah. right? This has gone from you know a a, pit, a picture tweeted out that right. you know I I even then thought it's a it's it's a symptom of a bigger issue here. Yeah, that level yeah. of comfort putting your putting your arm around someone who's not your wife on their bare skin, no sir. I'm sorry that I I don't there I just. <laughs> Maybe I'm just old and fuddy-duddy-ish. I don't know. I just think that's just too comfortable. <laughs> but here we go now. It's gone from bad to worse. And Jerry Falwell Jr., who was already on a leave of absence and, and you know, with pay, all right. Um, the decision is whether or not he should be removed permanently from his position as president of Liberty University. If he, yes. is a part, if he is a part of the family of God, then the church discipline that we know and that we submit to must be employed. Yeah. So he has to be disciplined. Right. This is not ooh, to protect liberty's bottom line. This is not to protect the name Falwell. This is to protect the name of God. Mm-hmm. Listen, and that's bigger and that's more eternal. Then the immediate things that we would look at, guys. This this is why we let me tell you why we care about this story. Let me tell you why this matters. In first Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. And then we'll look at Titus, right? Because people love Titus 2, but Titus 2 is connected to also the protection of the name of God, so that the name of God is not blasphemed. This is ultimately the reason why we care about these stories and in first Peter chapter two, verse 12, Peter writes, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. <laughs> we serve as a witness mm-hmm. for God in our culture, whatever culture mm-hmm. that is, wherever we have been deposited, we serve as a witness. So the way we keep our families the way we as wives love our husbands and honor our husbands and submit to them. It's not because we're like, Oh, that's just a part of my culture. No, it's because we do not want the name of God blasphemed among (laughs) Gentiles, among non-believers. The apostle Paul makes this very clear in his letter to Titus. Yes. I left you in Crete to put elders in place to continue on what remains to be done. Right. But then he gives very specific instruction and watch with, with each of these instructions or these sets of instruction if you will he attaches to it the reason that you need to do it this way the reason you need to teach women this the reason older women need to teach younger women and this is not numerical value Mm. right okay because just because somebody is older does not mean that they have walked with the lord right and have been renewed in their mind long enough to understand what i'm saying here the emphasis here is on being able to impart spiritual wisdom to the younger women in the faith. Why are the older men to be teaching the younger men, same thing, same disclaimer I just gave there applies. Well, Paul gives the reason. So in Titus chapter two, this is what the Bible says. And again, this is why we care about the Jerry Falwell junior story. Mm -hmm. Not because who he is makes no difference to me. (laughs) Right. He's a person who claims Christ. Yeah. So he's our brother. His wife is our sister. And so this, this should grieve us. Like this should weigh on our heart. Like we, there should be a, like a a collective, like mourning over this. Like, Oh God, no. (laughs) Why? Because the name of the Lord is on the line. The name of the Lord is on the line. And the enemy knows that. Titus chapter two. But as for you, Teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith and love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands. Here we go. Here's the attachment. That the word of God may not be reviled. Why are we doing this? So that the word of God may not be reviled. Yeah. Verse six. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. So you show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Mm. There's the attachment. Why? <laughs> so those who seek to oppose us won't have anything to say <laughs> shut the mouth of the detractors those who speak against us and this will make someone this look this here makes people uncomfortable in 21st century america cuz they believe that slavery and bond servitude began with america get right. get get over that <laughs> like you okay so verse 9 bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters In everything they are to be well pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior. Wait a minute. You wear it. (laughs) We are wearing the doctrine of God, our Savior. Well, the Bible says that we put on Christ. Yes. And of course, we understand that to mean that in Christ, we are given a new nature. That now we are hidden in the Lord Jesus Christ. But do we also take into consideration that our holy living is so that in everything we are doing, we are adorning this doctrine. We are wearing it. Mm. We are we are looking like what we say we are. So, man, you've got you've got the kind of egregious behavior. That. I think even in a secular context people would look at this and be like whoa wait a minute <laughs> you you set your wife up to be in a situation where she's an adulteress and rather than mourn over that you were an onlooker you you the world is looking at that and they're saying whoa we don't even do that like even that makes headlines among us Right. Like the world is looking. And, and, and so here we are as believers. We're trying to decide, OK, what's our angle here? How do we talk about it? Well, we're going to talk about it the way we talk about anything that goes against the word of God. Right. We're going to use the word of God as a straight edge. And we're going to say, no, Jerry Falwell Jr. needs prayer and discipline. He needs prayer and discipline. This is egregious, guys. That's right. It cannot be ignored. Why? Because then when you want to come out and you want to talk about sexual identity and you want to talk about homosexuality, people are like, oh, but what? But you don't want to No, we're going to talk about him, too, because <laughs> yep. the Bible has something to say about that, too. That's right. If we understand that the reason we care that this has gone from bad to worse for Jerry Falwell Jr. is because of the name of the Lord God being on the line then there's no boasting in it. Man, there's no there's no glorying in it. There's only grief. There's only grief. And with a heavy heart doing what must be done to preserve and protect the holiness, the glory, and the integrity of the name of God. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll open the phone lines when we get back. Stay close. graphic culture where i'm going to tell you something you don't just as a married man just the thought just pop into your mind that you should engage in illicit sexual activity you know or have your wife engage in that kind of activity that yeah. you are an onlooker <laughs> to or of i don't know which one goes there somebody help me but that you're looking at how about yeah. that that comes from consuming pornography that's and deep, normalizing that's, that in your life that's
2: a depraved like that you have stripped your mind of all like that's yeah that's and, a depraved and it's
1: that that's a that's a progression that is yes. something that um you know you grieve the spirit of god yes. right and and so you can you can ignore the conviction that comes from i shouldn't watch this i shouldn't consume this and then you go on and then it's normalized in your life but then there's the need for more, yeah. right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've we've interviewed guests. They talk about this. So it becomes that there's that part of the brain that is stimulated becomes sort of used to that type of stimuli, mm-hmm. and there it needs more. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to the point where you're willing, and <sighs> your wife is involved. I, I just oh, yeah. it, this is disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. And for it to be named among Christians. And, and right now, let me tell you right now, there are people who are saying, Miki, you're so mean. You lack compassion. Miki, you lack empathy. You I can't you sound so judgmental. I'm telling you what the word says. So if you're if you have if you have a beef, your beef is with the word. I'm bound by the same word that I'm talking to you about. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, come on, we're we're not we don't I'm not living the way that I'm living because I think, oh this is going to give me the best life ever. Now those things will happen really if you if you live in submission to the Lord, by the way, let me give the number. the phone lines are open 88858988408885898840. If you live in submission to God, you will have a better life here, right? There's no guarantee that you're not going to have trouble, that right. you're not going to have sorrow. Right but one thing is for sure, you will have pleased the Lord, you will have lived for the glory of God, so no matter what obstacles you face you're gonna man you're gonna have tragedy, like you're gonna have tragedy, that's right, right, you're not living for God because you believe that that is your personal insurance that you won't suffer pain and hurt that you can't explain, but at the same time, man, just when you know you don't. <laughs> You don't get to rewrite the rules for yourself. In Falwell's statement on Sunday, he said he lost 80 pounds after learning about his wife's affair. He said that when he learned of his wife's affair, now listen, they forgave each other. (laughs) They forgave each other. That's another one of those lines that for me, I'm going,
2: what did you do? Here, it,
1: what are yeah. you sorry for? Right. Your wife had the affair. What are you sorry for? Now you know. I mean, it could be a thing where he says, "I wasn't the man I needed to be. I wasn't watchful. I wasn't pr- okay." That's fine, and I can. I. I would. I would give you that. Mm-hmm. But I couple that with, "I was not involved." My yeah. wife had an, affa- a, yeah. an affair, of which I was not involved. Right. He <laughs> says we forgave each other because while her indiscretion may have been more obvious and apparent. I realized that there were important smaller things I needed to do better too. Well, I can guarantee you that if you're defining looking at your wife engaged in an illicit relationship with someone else as a smaller thing that you need to not do, um, the Lord doesn't see it that way. Hmm. Man, Christ gave himself for the church. Paul makes a comparison here that husbands are to give themselves for their wives. Like you are you there is a pattern of self-denial here that we can't deny in the scriptures. You don't give your wife for yourself. For your fantasies, for your desires, you give yourself. For your wife. Mm. This is horrible. It has to be called out. Will the Great, where do we go first?
2: All right, let's uh, go to Leroy in Virginia. Hi, Leroy.
0: Hey, hey, Will and Nikki. Uh, God bless you guys. Um, uh, and I just uh, was catching some of your program. I, I just got off work a little bit ago, and I caught maybe the last uh, 15, 20 minutes. And and you're right. Nikki is right on point with it, this is a tragedy, um you know, for the name of christ and and uh, but but for our brothers and sisters, you know the wells. we we don't want to rejoice over this thing, you know or or look at oh they are you know somebody else being caught, you know another Christian, another preacher that's the wrong attitude to have, you know we need to be praying for them, and we need to be thanking god um no matter what the world says that this is the, this is the very reason why Jesus went to the cross Amen. for this kind Amen. of stuff like this right here, and His mm-hmm. grace is sufficient enough to cover even the far wells in this incident that they're in right now. We, we That's the right. church, we're you're right, making, We're going to hold them accountable to the Word of God. We're not going to we're not going to water it down. We're not going to make it look like something that is not. But we're going to do it graciously,
1: you mm-hmm. know,
0: and love them through this thing. I really, I mean, I appreciate you guys so very, very much. Thank God for your program. And then I'll just hang up and, and listen to what you guys got to say. All
1: thank right, you, Leroy. I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate your comments. And, and, and I think it's, it's, it's so wise for us to attach the grace to the discipline because the discipline is God's grace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: discipline it's, is God's grace. We yeah. don't, you see, look, we don't, man, we don't discipline our kids just because they make us mad. Right. Right. Man, we discipline our kids because we love them Yeah. because we see in them flaws that man, if if left unchecked, these things are detrimental beyond repair. So the discipline is God's grace. Right. This this is God's love for us. Look, it doesn't make sense, guys. We, we, we like to flower it up. It doesn't make sense that God would pour his wrath out on his son. He became sin who knew no sin mm-hmm. that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. This. God's look, his discipline is his grace. Amen. It's amazing. It's it's hard for us to conceptualize it. Yeah. But we don't detach. We were talking to our kids about this on Sunday morning. We don't detach any of God's attributes from the nature of God. That's right. Right? If you do, because remember, when we talk about the attributes of God, all of the attributes of God all coming together. That is the glory of God. That is how God reflects who he is in the earth. Right. So this is this is as, as Piper put it, it's the going public with who he is, all of his attributes, his his manifold attributes displayed. So if you take one away, like you say, well, I just want to pluck from God that he is love then now what you have done is you have excluded all the other attributes that God has made known to us about himself. And so what you have done is you have created a God that you want to worship. Mm -hmm. God tells us who he is. We don't get to redesign him. Right? So it is loving. It is gracious to say, this is wrong. This is wrong. We have to mourn. We have to call it out. We have to say this is wrong. And look, And when there was repentance, because remember the same apostle who said get expel their moral brother was like, "Okay, bring him back. Mm -hmm. Man, if he's repented, like, hold hold on a second. Don't we don't want to leave him out there exposed to the enemy like that. I mean, he's like, bring him back in. (laughs) Bring him back under the covering. The covering and the protection of God, don't leave him out there exposed. Right. But for a time. Yeah, he needs to see that this you don't play with this. That's right. God is holy. If we have a if we have a reverent fear of God, if we if we believe that God is holy, man, we wouldn't water down any of his attributes. Where do we go next, Will the Great?
2: All right, let's go to Allen in Texas. Hi, Allen.
4: Hey guys, uh I, I just wanted to um tell you guys, uh I've talked to you about this be- before. Uh now I don't hold, you know, Mr. Falwell completely responsible because lust is a very strong, strong spirit. Okay, and it can bring down um almost the greatest people, you know. Uh, but I do hold Liberty University responsible for the fact that they don't and you can't tell me that they that this affair has gone on for eight years and they have not known anything at all about it. So you know, for them to con him to be able to continue in this affair and they not take precedent and have him step down long, long before this time, mm-hmm. you know, is a is a mockery to. That university and just like you said, Mickey, it, you've got students there that are looking up to him, you know, and what does that say to them that they can do this too?
2: Man:
1: Man, um, I appreciate you calling Alan, and, and, and I, I think you're right. I do think that um, to be surrounded by wise counsel, um, there is a certain responsibility. Unless unless: Yes, men: <laughs> unless they just agree with everything yeah. you're doing. Um, unless you're surrounded by people who have no discernment, or even if they do, they suppress it because they want you to like them. Right? right. That's sinful. That's wrong. Um, but I, I would say this: at the end of the day, James teaches us mm-hmm. that. That's what I was thinking is that. What, go, yeah. go ahead. Well, no, go no, ahead. go ahead.
2: It sounded like you were ruffling the pages. So, you well, I
1: mean, because we were just talking with our kids about this, but yeah. well, the James Desires chapter, come
2: from within. That's that. The lust. desires
1: come from within. That's exactly yeah. right. And so. So I so I want to say this lovingly, right? So so then that is our responsibility. Yes, lust is strong, right? But the Bible teaches us very clearly that we are led astray by, our, by own our own desires. That's right. That's right. So what we need desperately is to ask the Lord to change our desires so that we are not led astray by them. Amen. They they come from within. So this is this is something you man, you can you can nurture those things. Mhm. You can, you can be given those things life. Like, man, you know, the, the Bible teaches that we are to be crucified with Christ, right? That we're supposed to take up our cross and follow Christ. Now we've turned that into something we put on a chain, but I'm saying, man, keep it rugged. <laughs> keep, keep the cross rugged where at mm. any moment you can put it on the ground, plant it and get on it and die. Like every day, the apostle Paul, I die daily, every day. Be ready to get on the cross, not just wear it around your neck, glistening and gold and polished. like keep it rugged. Cherish the old rugged cross, right? Where you have to get on that thing and die because these things that we leave unchecked in our life, these are the things that grow and overtake us. Mm -hmm. These are the things that make us irrelevant to a lost and dying culture. They think we're hypocrites. They think, oh, you just, you pick the sins that you care about.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what they
1: say, guys. They, They are accusing us every single day. So we're gonna, are we gonna take the same, are we gonna take the same approach to these things? As we do to the other things, are we going to say, "Well, no," but those things—I mean, because those things are not really named among us. <laughs> well, the great, where do we go next?
2: Uh, let's go to uh, Jerry in Memphis. Hi, Jerry.
3: Hey, Will and Mickey, how are you guys doing? Good. Hey, Good. Jerry. Good. Hey, I've got some great things I'd like to tell you about that uh, I've heard on the show and I've seen them playing out in my life, but I can't tell you—I can't do that today since we're talking about Fallwell. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> um, You know, back in 2016, I didn't know anything about Mr. Falwell. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that concerned me, I started learning about him with the Trump campaign going. Mm -hmm. And One thing that concerned me greatly is, I don't know if you guys remember, I used to call in and I bring up this 1 Corinthians 5 passage about Trump. Okay. Mm -hmm. And. He and Robert Jeffers both, you know, I knew some people who were going to vote for Trump, but it, 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 they struggled with it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I don't like all this stuff about him, but oh, you know, I've got this other side, so I'm going to do it, but I, I, I'm doing it with some regrets or I'm not completely okay with it. Mm-hmm. But this Falwell and Jeffers, man, they totally disregarded those things about Trump, as far as I could tell. And they, they, and when somebody totally throws that kind of stuff away and just throws First Corinthians five away, Abraham Hamilton said one time. I thought this was profound. When people, especially pastors, don't want to talk about sin, there's probably a reason, and it's probably because they're tied into it as well. Mm. And. Man, my senses were up when I saw how Falwell would just talk so big about Trump and no reservations about his sins, no reservations about anything. And I was like, man, something is wrong there. And um, I just feel like I guess one of my points here is, to me, we had signs
2: Hmm. that
3: something was up. And then let me just tell you this last part. I got a friend, a lost friend. He texts me all the time about what's going on with Falwell. I think he throws me and people like you, all of us, in the same bucket with Falwell. So we get mud on our face with this thing because lost people don't understand the difference yeah. between, you know, people who are really trying to live a holy and godly life and people who are in these power positions of power. Um, yeah, Jerry. I don't we, know what, what he's been up to. Sorry.
2: No, that's OK. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying there. Let Man, me, let me
1: say ahead. this. Let me say this to Jerry's point. I know we're almost 30 seconds. The ultimate responsibility And the contrition must come from Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. From his wife. Yep. And Liberty University must make a decision that edifies God and that protects the name and the holiness and the distinction of the scriptures that we adhere to. That's right. That's my that's my final word on that. All right. Aaron the Addisons until tomorrow. Lord willing.
2: God bless.